Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission and are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word and that through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. Amen. Acts chapter 12 says this. I'm reading from the New King James Version now about that time. Everybody say, about that time. Herod, the king, stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Because he saw that he pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested Simon Peter, he put him in prison, delivered him to four squads of soldiers. The, new, the King James Version says four quaternions which is simply 16. Everybody say 16. Simon is taken captive by 16 soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off of his hands. Acts 12 and 7 from the Amplified Version of the Bible says this, And suddenly, tell your neighbor, and suddenly, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared standing beside him, and a light shone in the place where he was, and the angel gently smote Peter on the side and awakened him, saying, Get up quickly. And when he did, the chains fell off of his hands. And I want to preach for a few minutes this morning on this thought, the end of the quarter. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Throughout the history of the National Football League, there have been many rule changes to update the game in an effort to protect the health of players as well as to try and elevate the experience and the excitement of the fans. Hits and blocks that were celebrated 20 years ago will now get a player expelled from the game and find more money for one hit than most of us in this building will make in one year. I recall as a child watching the game and in, back in that day, if you, knock, if you hit the quarterback hard enough to knock his helmet off, that was considered a great play. Now, if you breathe on the quarterback, it's a 15-yard penalty and a $50,000 fine. Techniques and tactics practiced and employed not so long ago are now penalized and punished. However, there are a list of rules that have stood the test of time and still remain in place today. One rule that I will emphasize today that still is in place and was in place all those years ago when the first football game was played, and that is that at the end of every quarter, it's called the end of quarter rule, or it's simply how I will refer to it today, and that rule simply states that at the end of every 15 minutes of play, 
At the next dead ball, after the clock has reached zero, the teams will switch sides and they will change the direction that they are heading in. In some circumstances, this rule has very little impact. But there are situations where where there is inclement weather that is affecting the game. And when there is inclement weather and wind that is blowing, the rule of the change of direction, the end of quarter rule, is an absolute game changer. Teams that for 15 minutes have been battered not only by the opponent, but they've been battered by the wind. And now they watch the clock as it reaches closer towards zero because they know that redemption is coming. They know that if they can just wait a few more minutes, everything is going to turn around. They recognize efforts that have been rendered futile by the wind facing them, that those efforts have been rendered futile, but now things are going to turn around, and what has been futile is about to be fruitful. They Realize strategies that have been nullified are soon going to be edified. Limitations in this quarter are about to give way to liberation in the quarter that is about to come. And as the clock ticks down, 30, 29, 28, and as the clock ticks down, anticipation builds within the team because they know everything is about to turn around. They know that the change is coming. And when when the clock strikes zero, the head umpire simply announces that is the end of the quarter. And just like that, with the annunciation of the umpire, everything changes and things turn around for their good. The disadvantage becomes the advantage. The opposition becomes opportunity. And the resistance becomes reinforcement. And I feel in the Holy Ghost today that God wants somebody to know it's the end of the quarter. Amen. It's the end of the quarter. I know you've been going through opposition, but it's about to turn into opportunity. I know you've been going up against it, but God is about to turn it around. Somebody ought to praise the Lord right now. Whether you believe it or not, you ought to give God praise because I'm here to declare in the Holy Ghost it is the end of the quarter. God is preparing to turn things around in your world. God is preparing to turn things around in your life. God is about to turn things around in your marriage. God, don't, don't look at me like you don't believe me. Now, I know we don't want to be careful, and, and I know we're hesitant to get behind a preacher when he starts preaching faith because faith preaching has been abused. But don't let the abuse of the word negate the power of the word. I'm here today to tell somebody... God is about to turn your situation around. I'm looking at the scoreboard, and it's 30, it's 29, and I've been throwing into the wind, and I've been fighting opposition, but I just feel like things are about to change. Some of you won't give God praise. 
You want to wait until the doctor tells you that so you can give the doctor praise. You want to wait until you see it in the bank account so you can give your employer praise. You want to wait until the lawyer tells you so you can give your spouse praise. But when you give God praise in advance, when you believe it because God said it, I'm still facing the wind. I'm still facing opposition. I'm still going into the difficulty. But I feel like it's the end of the quarter. Some of you will make more noise later on today when somebody kicks a field goal. Or when your favorite commercial comes on. Or when somebody gets the seven-layer dip out of the refrigerator. You'll have more anticipation about dipping tortillas into beans and cheese and all the other stuff in the seven-layer dip. But I have come today with an absolute uh, conviction in my spirit and faith in my heart today that God even, there are things that I learned after I got here this morning that I didn't know. That were a confirmation already, Brother Robert. Some of the things that I'm going to say today, you said in your teaching. There is one particular situation I'm aware of that I didn't know before I got here this morning. That it was an impossible situation, but the quarter is over and God is turning that situation around. The areas in your life that have been your greatest sorrow are about to be your greatest joy. The things that you have struggled with being insecure and self-conscious about, you are about to be endued with a God confidence in that very area of your life. Why? Because it's the end of the quarter and God is turning things around. Well, preacher, that's another one of those name-it-claim-it sermons. Oh, is it? Why don't you tell Job that was just a name-it-claim-it sermon? Why don't you tell Joseph that this is just a happy, clappy sermon? I'm preaching to you today that he is a God that can turn your situation around in a moment. Come on, somebody in the building that has faith to believe it's the end of the quarter. Don't quit. Don't give up. I know it feels like the very elements are opposing you, but stay in the game because it's almost the end of the quarter. It's almost the end of the quarter. I can only imagine Simon Peter is feeling like he is punting into the wind in Acts chapter 12. I can only imagine he feels like a quarterback who's dropping back trying to make a pass into a 30 mile an hour gust of wind because Simon is doing in Acts 12 exactly what God has commanded him to do. He is preaching the name of Jesus. He is taking the New Testament plan of salvation to the Jew as well as to the Gentile. We find just chapters preceding this in the book of Acts chapter 10 
that Peter takes the first gospel message to the Gentiles. And there in Acts chapter 10, he preaches. And Cornelius and his household receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And they speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. You say, is the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues? Is that the evidence of the Holy Ghost? Well, refer to the Word of God. Because the Bible says that the, those that were standing around knew that they had been full of the Holy Ghost. Because it says for they heard them speak with other tongues. He baptizes Cornelius and household in the name of Jesus. Yet it seems as if, if anybody can relate with this, it seems as if the more he does exactly what he's been asked to do, the greater the opposition becomes. There are people that are not here today because they made up in their mind they were going to serve the Lord. And the moment they made their mind up, opposition came against them and they weren't ready for it. They thought, I'll decide to follow Jesus and everything will get better. I'm here today to tell you that is not the case. When you make up your mind to follow the Lord, you become a target for the adversary. You become the enemy of all of hell. Amen. And so when you make up your mind to serve the Lord, just know opposition will come. But though this also, that there will come the end of the quarter. The more that Simon preaches Jesus, the more opposition he faces. Acts chapter 7, Stephen is stoned to death for preaching Jesus. Now Acts 12 begins with Herod the king coming against Simon and other leaders of the church. The Bible says he has James executed by the sword, beheaded, his head taken off of his body for preaching the name of Jesus. And then, because Herod sees how much the people like it when he persecutes the leaders of the church. The Bible says he arrests Peter also. And here is Simon facing opposition for doing exactly what he has been called to do. Now he's placed under the guard of 16 soldiers, bound with chains, Secured to soldiers on either side of him. It looks like an impossible situation. It feels like the very elements are against him. It feels as if the clock on his ministry is ticking down. It feels like this is almost the end. But can I tell you today, it was not the end of the game. It was only the end of the quarter. Because verse 7 begins with the word suddenly. And anytime you see the word suddenly in your Bible, know that what God is saying is I'm about to turn things around. I'm about to change things. I'm about to do a new thing. I don't know about you, but I can get excited about suddenly. The doctor said you weren't going to make it, but suddenly... It looked like my marriage was over, but suddenly. When you see the word suddenly in your Bible, take note because transition and transformation are coming. Suddenly. And just like that, everything in Simon's world is changed. The chains that just a minute ago had him bound, the Bible says, are now cast off. He was led in by a military post, but now he's being led out by a heavenly host. In the present quarter, he had been confined and detained by a quaternion 
of soldiers. His purpose had been frustrated. And his ministry had been incapacitated by the means of men. But it's the end of the quarter. And the people that have been frustrating you. And the situations that have been limiting you. Amen. What used to apprehend him is now assisting him. He was apprehended by the earthly. But now he's being assisted by the heavenly. Now, I realized when I started preparing this sermon that I was only going to be preaching to a few people because most of you here don't deal with frustration. And most of you don't ever feel limitations. And most of you don't feel like the more you try to serve the Lord, the greater the opposition. So I realized that there would only be about eight standing when I got to this part. Because the rest of you live in some dimension of heaven that I haven't yet reached. And you don't deal with frustration. And you don't deal with limitation. And the more you serve God, the easier things get. But for the eight of you that can relate with me today, I'm telling you it's almost the end of the quarter. I know you're looking at the clock and you feel like it's almost over. God is turning it around. What was frustrating me is now freeing me. What was paralyzing me is now promoting me. What had me bound is now blessing me. Somebody give the Lord praise right now. I was going into the wind, but God is turning it around. I was going against everything, but God is turning it around. Come on, any real folks in the building that you can relate? It feels like your walk with God is uphill into the wind. Everything is a struggle. Everything is a fight. But I've come to let you know it's not the end of the game. Don't get frustrated by the clock that's ticking down. It doesn't mean it's over. It just means God's about to turn it around. Is there anybody here today that needs a miracle? Is there anybody here today that you need God to turn it around? Verse 5 tells us that prayer was being made by the church without ceasing. In the last season, prayer was being made while the apostle Paul was still or the apostle Peter was still bound. Amen. It wasn't like the moment they started praying, the chains fell off. Amen. There are going to be seasons that you pray and nothing happens. There will be seasons that you pray the right prayers, that you pray fervent prayers, that you pray effectual prayers, and nothing happens. Don't worry. It's just you're in that quarter. You're in the quarter where God is firming some things in your spirit. You're in the quarter where God is testing some things in your faith. Amen. And the church continued praying without ceasing. Is there anybody that has become frustrated with your prayers? Oh, we want to be careful now. You you can be honest. God's not going to smite you dead. 
that you came to the place in your faith that you said, I'm not even sure that my prayer is doing anything. I'm not even sure that my prayer is making a difference. I'm not really, I feel like my prayer is like I'm throwing a football into a hurricane. It's just flying back and hitting me in the face. Don't, don't lose faith. Don't get wore out because the church in the book of Acts was frustrated too. You want to hear how frustrated they were? God answers their prayer. Simon knocks on the door, and they send him away. They have become so frustrated with prayer that even when God answers it, they say that's impossible. We've gotten so used to unanswered prayer that even when God answers a prayer, we don't receive it. Amen, I'm telling you, in one quarter you're going to pray prayers, and they're never answered. But the moment that that quarter ends, God's going to turn it around, and prayers are going to be answered. I don't know about you, but that got me excited because I prayed some prayers in the last quarter. I prayed some prayers and nothing happened. And I wondered, God, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not seeing an answer? I'm doing what you said do, but I don't see anything. And I'm watching the clock tick down. And it's getting closer to zero. But now I realize it's not the end of the game. It's just the end of the quarter. Don't stop praying. Come on, child of God, don't stop praying. Come on, praying mama, don't stop praying for your children. Come on, praying husband, don't stop praying for your wife. I want us to stand. I'm not finished preaching. I want us to stand. Come on, some of you have prayed some prayers that you've gotten frustrated. I want you to open your mouth right now and pray that prayer one more time. Don't act like you don't know what prayer I'm talking about. You know exactly what prayer I'm talking about. You've gotten frustrated like you're throwing a football in the wind. It's caused you to even question, does prayer work? It's caused you to question, does God even hear what I'm saying? I want you to know, don't you lose heart. Don't lose heart in this season. Don't lose heart in this corner. Because the clock is ticking down. This quarter is almost over. And the same prayers you've been praying that didn't get anything, it's about to bring deliverance. Come on, pray it one more time, mama. Pray for that wayward child one more time. Come on, wife, pray for that husband one more time. Come on, mom and dad, pray for your marriage one more time. Come on, living hope, pray for our community one more time. I know we've done it before and nothing happened. I know we've done it before and Simon is still in prison. I know we've done it before and our babies haven't come back home yet. I know we've done it before and our marriages are worse than they were before. But it's almost the end of the quarter. And in this quarter, in this quarter that we're about to walk into, prayers will be answered that were prayed in the last quarter. Uh, Answers will come that were asked for in the last quarter. This is the end of the quarter, and God's turning it around. Uh, He's answering your prayer. Uh, He hears your petition. Don't stop praying. The church did not cease to pray.
want you to raise your hands and pray one more time. Come on, I know Simon's still in the prison. I know you prayed it 30 times before. I know you pray it every morning before you go to work. But just pray one more time because the winds are changing. The wind that we used to be running into is now we're going to be moving behind our back. It's the end of the quarter. I want you to praise God like you believe it's the end of the quarter. the end of the quarter all that opposition that I've been facing all that wind I've been running into it's about to be behind me it's about to be pushing me it's about to be propelling me Hallelujah, it's the end of the quarter, Mom. Just keep praying because those babies are coming back home. Come on, it's the end of the quarter, but don't you stop praying because in the next quarter, that wind of opposition is about to be the wind of opportunity and God is going to put things back together. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me see it for just a moment. There were times I'd get out to run in the outdoors. Notice I use the word times past tense. Now if I get the nerve to run, it's on a treadmill. Less chance of tripping and hurting something. More embarrassing if you fall, but less, less pain. I'd go outside to run, though, and we lived over in Solomon's, and the wind coming off the bay there, and I would take note as I ran in one direction, I felt the resistance of that wind. I wanted to give up and say, you know what, let me turn around and run with the wind. But then I thought, you know what, later on, about two miles from now, when i got to turn around and come back this way, that same wind that right now is opposing me is going to be behind me. Amen. And that's the principle that is here today. God is about to turn things around in your life. Amen. This may not be for everybody. Don't get mad at the preacher today if this ain't for you. Just bless somebody next to you today because I absolutely believe that God is about to turn some things around. Verse 4, verse 4 tells us that Simon was being held in prison as Herod was preparing for his execution. That's, I'm summarizing what was happened there. Herod was waiting till after Easter was over so he could bring Simon and execute him in front of the people. Amen. How many of you would agree that a sentence of execution is bad news? All right, four of you. The rest of you are all right with that, okay. You, you literally believe in the, in the uh, uh, resurrection of the life. I, mean, I, I believe he's a resurrection of life, but I want to find out that way. Bad news. A sense of execution means it's over. Verse 4. But now, verse 8. But now, here's what the angel says. Simon is facing an absolutely impossible situation. Bound between 16 guards chained to two guards, one on either side of him. Guards watching the door. There is no way out. The Bible says the day before Herod would call him, the next morning he is going to die. But verse 8, the angel comes and says, hey, Simon, 
quarter's over. It's time to change direction. He says, gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. If I could put that into, the, into today's translation, to gird oneself meant get ready to run, get ready to fight, and get ready for action. Just a few verses ago, you thought it was over. You thought God was through with you. You thought you were going to die. But Simon, I'm telling you to gird up and get ready because God is not finished with you. I've come to tell somebody in this house today, get ready for action. The devil has lied to you and told you that God is finished with you. I'm telling you, gird yourself and tie up your shoes because it's time for action. I'm preaching to people right now that you can't even worship because the enemy has convinced you that God is finished with you. But I've come today to let you know, gird up your loins and tighten up your shoes. Somebody open your mouth and let the devil know God's not finished with me. Open your mouth, God is not finished with me. Devil, I know you said I was over. I know you said it was done. But God is not finished. It's not the end. Some of you, the enemy has used your past mistakes and says God is finished with you. Again, I knew that wouldn't relate to many of you. I know I preach to perfect people every week. Some of you, the enemy has used your present situation as confirmation that God is finished with you. Some of you, the enemy has used the torment of your mind to conjure up imaginations that are not even based in fact, but he's used it to tell you God is finished with you. Some of you are looking at a helpless situation, and because God hasn't acted yet, you think God is finished with you, and you think God doesn't care about what you're going through. But I feel the Holy Ghost saying to somebody today, gird up your loins and tighten up your shoes because I'm not finished with you. My past does not eliminate me. My present circumstance does not eliminate me. My future limitations do not eliminate me. It's not the end of the game. It's not the end of the game. It's just the end of the quarter. Herod, you might have had a plan to execute me tomorrow, but the angel just showed up. Amen. How many of you know in the Bible, the preacher, the pastor of the church is referred to as the angel of the church? So take that however you want. But I came today to tell somebody, gird up your loins and tighten up your shoes because God is not finished with you. The transformation. The transformation is so sudden and so complete. That even Simon can't believe it. Verse 9, the Bible says he follows the angel, but didn't comprehend that it really happened. It was such an amazing, immediate work of God that even Simon said, this can't be real. I can't believe this. That is too complete of a work. The changes that just happened. Yesterday, I was preparing to die, and now I'm being sent back to preach the gospel again. Yesterday, I thought I was finished and over with, and today I'm being told to gird up my Lord. That is just too much of a miracle. I can't even believe that God would do that quick of a work. And what God is going to do in this quarter 
Junior, you spoke it to me. What God is going to do in this quarter in this church is going to be so sudden and so complete. Amen. It's going to be so sudden and it's going to be so complete that many are going to stand back and wonder, did that really happen? Did we really see a miracle like that? Did we really see a revival like that? Did we really see a harvest? You better believe we saw it because God is turning things around. God's going to do miracles in lives of people here today in relationships. And they're going to happen so quickly and completely that your natural reaction is going to be to be skeptical. Well, we'll just wait and see. I'll just have, I'm going to wait and see if, you know, pastor, we're just going to sit back and see. You know, that, 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 that can't be real. That, that change in that person couldn't be that real. That, that We're just going to sit back. Let me tell you right now, don't sit back and wait and see. You need to praise God. You need to worship God. You need to thank him because he's turning things around. And it's going to be sudden. And it's going to be complete. And so, Lord, I want to thank you because in the next five months, I believe we're going to have to see people in the overflow. In the next five months, I believe we're going to have to park people in the dirt. In the next five months, I know some of you are skeptical, but I feel like it's the end of the quarter and things are about to change. Things are about to turn around. I wish you'd stand on your feet right now and give God praise. It's not a vision. It's God working. You're not imagining it. God is doing it. It may look like it's over, but he's turning my mourning into dancing. He's turning your sorrow into joy. He's turning your affliction into liberty. Amen. It is the end of the quarter. I want it right now before I bring this to a conclusion. Everybody in this building that you feel, I don't know how else to demonstrate. Coach, I would get you to throw me a football right now. I don't if you've ever played football or tried to throw a, a ball against the wind, you know it's it's futile. It takes away half the offense. You're left to an enemy that knows your next move and he's waiting on you. But when things turn around, it opens up the playbook. It opens up all the opportunities. Even my weaknesses become my strengths when I've got the wind behind me. And I'm telling you today, God is turning things around. It's the end of the quarter. And if you've been going against the wind, I want you to stand right now and declare it's the end of the quarter. And God is turning things around for my good. Prayers that I prayed in the last quarter that weren't answered. In this quarter, they're going to be answered. It's all right. For those of you that have got that skeptical, my well, Pastor, we'll see. All right, just remember. Just remember what I preached today, all right? When God absolutely instantly turns that situation around. That you've been, those prayers you've been praying for years and nothing happened and instantly God does. Don't you forget what God spoke on February the 2nd, 2020. 
The only sad thing is you're going to be robbed of a couple weeks of praise. If you wait until you see it, you're going to be robbed of an opportunity to rejoice. Why don't you just start now and say, I believe he is turning it around. Let me just say this. Anybody wondering how do you get one quarter to end? How do I get from one quarter to the next? If this quarter is opposition and frustration, how do I get to the next quarter? Well, I believe there are two different biblical answers to that. The first deals with God-ordained seasons. When God is using opposition to infuse qualities in your life. Romans 5 and 3 says that we glory in tribulation also. Because we know that tribulation works patience. And patience works experience. And experience works. There's sometimes you've got to go against the wind because it's only in opposition that certain qualities are worked into your spirit. And some of you want to play all four quarters going with the wind. And it doesn't work that way. There will be quarters in your life that you've got to face the wind because it's only in that facing the wind that character and quality are built into your life that going with the wind will never be added to your life. So I wonder right now, can you praise God for tribulation? And those quarters, those quarters that are God-ordained, those quarters only come to an end in the fullness of time. You've just simply got to wait and let this quarter accomplish in you what God intended. Acts 2 and 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place, in one accord. And there's that word, suddenly... I got to wait until, I got to wait until the fullness of time comes. I got to wait until God says that season is over because in the season that I'm in, God is working things into my life. And the second, the second circumstance deals with winds of opposition that are the result of, of our bad choices. Some of us are trying to outweigh things that you can't outweigh. Amen. Don't blame dumb decisions on God. Well, God, I'm going through this and I'm going through that and I'm going through the other. And Lord, I'm just going to wait until you work quality and character. And no, the answer for this is not waiting. So what do I do when the wind is against me? But it's the result of my bad choices and my terrible decisions. How do I get from this quarter to the next? How do I get from the wind opposing me to the wind being behind me? Well, the same book of Acts, the same chapter where suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. In verse number 38, Peter says to them, repent. Everybody say repent. The word repent means you change directions. Some of us have been playing in the wrong quarter. We're going against the wind that we weren't intended to go against. We're trying to play football on a field that we weren't even supposed to be playing on. And the answer is, 
it's not the wind that's going in the wrong direction it's you that's going in the wrong direction repent everybody say repent that means change directions I want everybody right now to face that wall with me and I want you to lean into that wind use your imagination yeah you feel that wind that that wind the result of terrible choices and bad decisions you feel that some of you are about to fall over acting like you don't have any wind there well mine blew my hair off that's how bad my wind is amen decisions that I made opposition terrible choices that I made the answer to this wind that is the result of my decisions is not me simply waiting for the time to come to an end but the answer is I need to turn around and go in the opposite direction and if you will turn from your sin that same wind that was opposing you is going to come in behind you That same wind you've been fighting against, it's going to lift you up. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to nourish you. Brother Silvati, I felt in my spirit today when I read this, that if it ain't for anybody else, it's for me. That God is about to change my season. That this corner is coming to an end. Anybody in this building that you believe with me today that God is about to turn things around? You feel like you've been going against the wind. If you need to come to this altar and repent, then why don't you run to this altar right now and say, Lord, I'm tired of running against the wind. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.